Welcome to the Keeping Kids Safe podcast. My name is Karen Cohn. I am the co-founder of the Zach Foundation for Children's Safety. This is your number one resource for all things related to your child's emotional, physical, and social well-being. Now I'd like to introduce my co-host and my friend, the Executive Director of the Zach Foundation for Children's Safety, Megan Ferraro. Hi, Karen. It's so great to be here with you today to discuss all things fall, Halloween, especially with the news that Dr. Fauci said we can all go trick-or-treating again, particularly if you're vaccinated. Yes, and many of us may have masks on anyway, even if we're not, right? So true. I know each of my kids have masks as a part of their costumes. Um, But with that, how have the first few weeks of school been for your family? Uh, Great so far. My kids came home from school super excited to talk about looking forward to the year. I think they're just so happy to be back in person full time. And, you know, as you know, the older kids in our school, middle school and high school, were hybrid last year. So that was really stressful and hard on them. And so I think they're just so grateful to be back in full time seeing their friends and playing sports again and just a big difference. And Sydney was so excited about being a freshman in high school. And now she gets to see her brother and she gets to see his friends and she's loving that too. That's so great. I know we are so lucky to have our kids back in school full time. Today is uh, Teddy's first full day of Pre-K, they really drag out the start to the school year, trying to get everyone acclimated. Right, transitioning so, them slowly. Yes, exactly. Giving, Trying to build up their stamina. That's right. For school. So, And as we start to think about um, what that looks like for us and thinking about, you know, safety and sicknesses and, you know, already thinking about flu shots for my kids and trying to get those scheduled. Mm -hmm. Um, And for myself and my family, in fact, our office here has a flu shot clinic this Friday. So I will be stopping by and getting my flu shot. Oh, good for you. Congratulations. Yeah. Thank you. It'll be good to have that protection. Yes. And I'm in the process of scheduling mine too. We already heard from our pediatrician saying that he had them available And so we'll be getting that done for my family as well. So excited about that. That's great. That's great. Now, are all of your kids vaccinated against COVID or what what is the age range status of that? Yeah, so we have all fortunately been vaccinated for a while now. As soon as they approved uh, Pfizer for age 12 and up, I had my youngest vaccinated. So I feel like that was, when was that? May? Um, So it was a while ago now. Um, And so everybody's been, my entire family has fortunately been fully vaccinated. And my oldest daughter was fortunate to have gotten her vaccination so long ago that she's probably uh, ready to get her booster already. Oh, that's great. So... I don't know if you remember, she was doing a an internship with Massachusetts General Hospital, so she was able to get her vaccine early, which was great. Oh, that's great. So, and being on a college campus, it'll be important for her to have that booster and uh, keep herself as healthy as possible. Yes, 
And so that also has been a little bit challenging with the Delta variant because many kids around her are testing positive, but fortunately not sick, um, or if sick, very mildly. But still, it's something that they're trying to control at school, so they're doing a lot of testing. So um, even though she's vaccinated, we still have to deal with that. Right. That makes sense. Yeah. That makes sense. And so, you know, once I get through the back-to-school chaos of uniforms and backpacks and school supplies and ordering lunches and just getting into the routine of all of that, I start to turn my attention to Halloween costumes because I learned early on that if I didn't order their costumes early, they would either be sold out or they would be shipping after Halloween. Especially now. I imagine you really have to be thinking about it. Right. So we're here in, in like late September and already thinking about Halloween costumes and really talking to the kids about what they want to be for Halloween. So my kids have decided that they want to be, or the boys have decided Mm. that they want to be superheroes and they want to convince Millie to be a superhero with them. Oh, that's so cute. How does she feel about that? I, she wants to please them because she's a pleaser. Mm. So she was like, maybe I could be a superhero that, that wears a tiara and a tutu (laughs) so she's trying to find a way to cross like a princess fairy costume with a superhero costume yeah well what about some of the the marvel um lady superheroes that we have um of late i don't i don't think though that they're wearing a tiara and a tutu that's the only thing they're not (laughs) they found a superhero for her that they want her to be i think it is a marvel i think they are all are going to going planning to be Marvel superheroes. And so she was like, well, maybe I could add this, take away that. Right. (laughs) Well, that's the fun part about a Halloween costume. It lets you be creative. Right. Totally. Um, And one of the things that I loved about last year's costume is that Teddy's, um, he was a dinosaur and on the edge of his costume were lights that flashed. Oh my gosh. (laughs) So I was like, you are obsessed with how cool this is. And I love that it's a safety feature because people can see you walking around. Right? That's an awesome thing to have. An awesome feature of a Halloween costume. Whoever thought of that was a genius. (laughs) Yes, totally. Um, And then, you know, thinking about, about these superhero costumes and if they don't have anything reflective on them, I think I'm going to get some reflective tape and just stick it on their backs and on their arms, just... So that if there are cars driving around while they're trick-or-treating, they have that added measure of safety. Yes, actually, that's such a good idea. Yeah. And some of the um, neighborhoods near us, they actually shut down the streets. They're closed so that there are no cars. Um, that's really like smart. several blocks, which is really helpful. So that makes it a little bit safer. Of course, you still have to get back to your car to drive back home. So you do have to cross some streets. So it is always good to have the reflective material or the reflective whatever it is on your costume. Yeah. And last year for Halloween, I was trying to think about how to do, you know, trick-or-treating safely. And so one of the things that we did was set up a folding table at the end of our driveway. Um, And on the folding table, I kind of laid out each piece of candy so that 
kids weren't sticking their hands into buckets mm. so that they would just take the piece of candy from the table and then I would go out and refresh it. So I'll probably plan to do the same again this year because it seems like fall is going to be a time where we need to continue to be cautious and careful about how we interact with, with big groups of people. Agreed. Yeah. And I think I separated my candy into little bags last year and put them out separately so they were just grabbing a bag. So that was a good idea. We might have to do that again this year. I think so. And now will your kids trick or treat this year? Are they too old? They will. They'll go out with their friends though. I won't have to be there. So while I'm a little bit sad about that at the same time, I'm not. (laughs) I know you could sit in front of a fire and have a cup of tea or a glass of wine exactly (laughs) um i'm sure i'll have to show up at some point though and drive them somewhere pick up you know either picking up food or taking them to get food or whatever it is so that's fine that's so great yeah it's nice that they still can celebrate um at their age yeah yeah it'll it's just a little more fun for them to just go and be with their friends yes Absolutely. And, you know, the other thing that I always do after the kids finish trick-or-treating, which totally annoys them, Mm. is I go through every piece of candy and check to make sure that the packages are properly sealed and that there isn't anything loose. Um, I remember my parents doing that with us when we were kids, and so I've kind of continued that tradition along. And so they come home with these big bags of candy – And then they create a pile of of things that they want to keep. And then they create a third pile of candy that they're going to donate. Um, So both of my kids' schools do candy drives um, where the kids bring in candy. And whichever class brings in the most candy by weight gets a prize. Oh, wow. Um, I love that. A little extra recess time. And then all of that candy is sent to the troops um, so that... Our troops have some candy to sustain them when they're out protecting our country. Oh, that's such a great fundraiser. I love that. Or- it, it is. It is. It's a great activity for the kids. It, it teaches them a little bit about sacrifice. As much candy as they have, it's still hard for them to let some of it go. <laughs> I know. Um, I know. But, yeah, so that is um, typically what we do with all of our Halloween candy. And then, you know, by... January, there's still candy left over, so we're dumping it in secret at night. Right. <laughs> After they go to bed, we dump it, and then we take the trash bag out and hide it before they can see it. I know. I don't even do that anymore. I do it pretty much right away. Like, whatever we don't give away, I leave a little bit, but the rest goes. I either, like, give it to other people who may not have kids that are trick-or-treating right now or goodbye throwing it out. Right. (laughs) I can't have it in the house because if it's in the house, we're eating it. I know. And Larry, my husband always will want to put it in their lunches, but the teachers don't want them having a little piece of candy after their lunch. Oh, really? So they discourage that? specifically say, please don't send in Halloween candy. (laughs) (laughs) Oh gosh. And we're like, no, we're trying to get rid of it. Get rid of it, please. (laughs) I know, right? So funny. Um, So yeah, that is, that will be our, that's our typical plan. So for this year, um, 
you know, we're in temporary housing. We sold our house. We packed it up and moved. And our new house isn't ready for a few months. So this will be an interesting Halloween for us, trying to figure out where we will trick-or-treat this year and and what we'll do. But but the kids are already so excited about it. And we're, we still have over a month to go. I know. It's such a fun time, though. It's fun it for them to look forward to. We have this tradition where we go to this local um, supermarket. Actually, um, we go to Stu Leonard's. Um, Stu Leonard's, they also uh, do a lot of work for water safety. Um, and I know you're very familiar with them as well because we've done some partnering with them. And so there's they have the most amazing, fun store for kids and so especially around Halloween so we have a tradition that we go there and we get Halloween um, cookies and uh, just do you can also do like your regular food shopping but also we get our pumpkins there and our gourds and we're already looking forward to doing that as well. Jenna just made an announcement that she's going to be coming home from school for the long weekend around Columbus Day so we already have a date to go and do our little Halloween shopping tradition, which will be really fun. And we can also get our Halloween candy there as well that we're going to give to our trick-or-treaters. Oh, fun. Fun. I know our kids um, really want love apple picking. It's something they love to do in the fall. Yeah, that's so, so fun So we'll too. do some apple picking, go on a little hayride, hopefully pick some pumpkins out. And it should be a really fun year because now Charles is old enough to kind of be interested in, in these experiences that we're having, whereas last year he was just kind of a baby and not able to grasp what was going on. But now he's just so interested in everything. So to see the experience through his eyes and through Teddy, especially the four-year-old, um, is so much fun. So I'm really excited for that. And I know William and Amelia will love it, but the little kids will just be in awe of hayride and all of the different things that we'll be doing while we're there. Yeah, it's such a fun experience. It is. Which also, so last year when we went, because of COVID as well, we had to make a reservation to go, and it was obviously regulated around the number of people that were allowed to be there. And we were outside the entire time, but it still had to be regulated in that way. And so... I'm imagining that this year that's not going to be the case, but I'm sure your family, well, not I'm sure, I know your family wakes up early so you guys can just get out there before it gets too crowded. (laughs) Exactly. It's so true. You know, it's funny though, this weekend um, I went out to dinner with girlfriends on Friday night and it was the first time I went to a restaurant that required a vaccination, proof of vaccination to dine indoors. I don't know if you've experienced that yet, but I was... Kind of impressed that they were so on it. Wow, that's awesome. So did they check on your phone or like did you have to actually have the vaccination card or how did they do the verification? So they just said you have to just have either a copy of, a picture of, or your actual vaccination card. Okay, so they were accepting a picture on your phone. Yes. That's good. So it seemed like it was more of a way to kind of set a standard that this is what's happening Mm -hmm. in our restaurant rather than being really serious about kind of ensuring that it was a valid card, you know, a valid card. Right. So it certainly made us feel better about dining 
together. We ended up eating outdoors anyway. Um, but I thought that was so interesting. Other than like getting on an airplane, I haven't been asked or even thought really that I might need my vaccination card. Yeah, actually, that's great. That's really great. It is. Uh, we went when we went to watch the U.S. Open. They required uh, vac- proof of vaccination, also. And how did you show it? Did you have your actual card with no, you? No, they just took your phone. And just a picture mm-hmm. of it. Yeah. Nice. That's great. So, and then also, what's really great in New York State, they actually have this app. It's called the Excelsior Pass. And it can actually find in the New York State records that you have received your vaccination. And then you connect it to your app. And then you have it all the time on you. So in New York, you can just show the your your vaccination from that. And that's even a better verification process because it's in the New York State system. Right. That is so interesting. I haven't heard of anything like that in Pennsylvania. Yeah, they, we don't have it in Connecticut either, but it's great. So It is yeah. great. Um, yeah, I think in New York City they're going to be requiring, if they aren't already, proof of vaccination, but I just haven't been to a restaurant there yet. Right. Yeah, it is, um, you know, you're hearing all these unique ways that people are trying to keep themselves and their staff safe, and it's really some creative solutions. So it's interesting to see. Yeah. And our school actually just changed some of the teams that we're going to be playing against based on the fact that they want to be only playing against uh, schools that are requiring vaccines for their students. And so I went to watch Henry at his football game on Friday at another school and they had security stopping the cars as we arrived, checking our proof of vaccination before we could go watch a game outside as a spectator. Wow. So that is pretty, I mean, you know what? They're keeping their kids safe. They're keeping their staff safe. Who can, I mean, it's so surprising to, to imagine that we're in this place, right? Where we can't be outside without proving that we're vaccinated, but who wants to get sick right now? Not me. (laughs) Yeah. And also the way that they, frame it is, you know, protecting those people that are around people that are immunocompromised. And so I think that that's being respectful and kind to those people that are at higher risk. And I'm okay with that. Right. And you don't know what's going on in someone's life. I was, I was talking about that uh, with a friend the other day because I was, um, you know, around some people that weren't wearing masks, and I was wearing a mask, which, you know, just as a human, I know that people are going to listen to this podcast, and they're going to feel one way about vaccinations and masks, and the other people, other half probably, are going to feel the opposite. But, uh, you know, no one knows what's going on in my life or in my home. So if I'm wearing a mask, it's clear that it's important to me that I not get sick. So wouldn't it be nice if those of you around me that care about me would also wear a mask and respect the fact that this is clearly important to me. Agreed. So, it's interesting to think about. What a, what a social, I know it's not a social experiment, but just seeing how we all interact with each other. It's just good to be respectful. If you're seeing your friends or your family wearing masks and you're indoors somewhere together, put a mask on, make them feel comfortable, make them feel like you care about their safety and their health. Absolutely. 
And the other thing is I don't understand why masking has to be divisive. You know, that's really disappointing and unfortunate. It is. It is. And who could have imagined even two years ago that we would be having this conversation? It's so hard to wrap your head around, right? It seems surreal. It does. Yeah. It does. But here we are. Um, you know, our kids are, how lucky are we though? Our kids, <laughs> who knew that two years ago we would be saying, how lucky are we? Our kids are in school. Full but how time. lucky are we? Our kids are in school. Let's keep them in school for God's sake. And how, and even I, who knew that I would be saying that my kids would be grateful to be there in person <laughs> with <true>. their friends. <laughs> right. Right. I know you have high schoolers. They're not supposed to be so excited about going back to school. That's so, what a gift. Such a gift. And the other really surprising thing is that our school decided to push back start time for high school, which is also so great for them. That is. So what time do they start? So they're starting now at 840. And before they were starting at 805. So, I mean, it's making a big difference. And so um, it's great. There's more traffic on the road (laughs) at that time, but it's still great. That's awesome. Yeah. That is great. So much better for them. My kids are out the door at 710 each day, and it's been going pretty well, the whole back-to-school drop-off routine. So we, you know, but once they hit that, those teenage, it's already hard to get my 11-year-old out of bed. He is the hardest one to get out, and I imagine it's only going to get harder the older he gets, he's going to need more rest. He'll be staying up later studying. That's right. So it's great that your school's doing that. Yeah. So as you're thinking about your Halloween plans this fall, we hope you guys stay safe and stay healthy and, you know, think about safety through your costumes and reflective tape that you can add to them if there isn't any, keeping your cost, your children's costumes short enough so they're not tripping over them. Um and checking their candy before they eat them. Absolutely. Thank you all for joining us, and we hope that you stay safe, and see you next time.